Hi, this is Jessica McCoy with Calvary Christian Center. Thank you so much for listening. We pray that this message encourages and inspires you to be everything God has created you to be. We hope you enjoyed this message. If you will do me a favor and stand for the reading of God's Word, such is my custom. I believe I have a download from heaven today. If you're ready, shout, bring it on. You by live stream, I'm so honored that you're spending this time with us. Thank you. You're a part of our church family, and we love you. I truly believe everybody in this room and everybody tuning in by live stream from around the world, you are a person of purpose. I believe you are here not by accident, but you are here on purpose. Purpose is the reason why I was created. It's the reason I exist. How many of you want to walk out your purpose and you want to be here making a difference for Jesus? We're coming from Daniel chapter 1. I'm ready for you today. I'm telling you, I feel like preaching. I just flew in late last night from Rochester, New York, and it was cold, and I've come back here with a hot message for an on-fire church. Praise God. The Bible says in Daniel 1, chapter 1, uh, verse 1, it says, In the third year of the reign of Je Jehoiakim, the king of Judah, came Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, to Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord gave Je Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand with part of the vessels of the house of God, which he carried into the land of Shinar to the house of his God. Notice the vessels of the house of the capital G God to the house of the small G. Our God is a capital G. Any other God is the small G. Because how many of y'all know we serve the original G? Can I get a witness? <laughs> and he brought the vessels into the treasures of the house of God. And the king brought unto Asphenaz, the master of the eunuchs, that he should bring some of the children of Israel and of the king's seed and of the princess, children in whom there was no blemish, but well-favored and skillful in all wisdom and cunning and knowledge and understanding and science and such as had the ability in them to stand in the king's palace and in whom they might teach the learning and the tongues of the Chaldeans. And the king appointed them daily provision of the king's meat and of the wine which he drank, so nourishing them three years that in the end or at the end thereof they might stand before the king. Now the names of these children of Judah were Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. To them the prince of the eunuchs gave names. He named Daniel Belshazzar and to Hananiah, Shadrach, and to Mishael, Meshach, and to Azariah, Abednego. But Daniel purposed in his heart. But Daniel mm, purposed in his heart. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank, Therefore he requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Person of purpose, I want you to note verse 7. To them the prince of the eunuchs gave names. He gave Daniel the name Belshazzar, Hananiah, Shadrach, Mishael, Meshach, Azariah, Abednego. What this was was the attempt of Babylon to cause these men to lose their identity. 
to, to forego their purpose and lose their identity. So I'm going to let you announce the title of this message to your neighbor. The devil doesn't want you to hear this message, but get your neighbor by the hand and say, neighbor, listen real close. You have the right to remain you. Can I get a witness in this house? I said, you have the right to remain you. Don't you let the world water you down. You have the right to remain you. Father, we lift up our hands and we ask you just to anoint us. Lord, anoint me to preach and your people to receive in Jesus' name. Somebody shout amen. amen. Praise the Lord. You can be seated. Tell your neighbor you have the right to remain you. It says to the prince of the eunuchs, he gave names. He gave the name uh, Belshazzar to Daniel. To Hananiah, he changed to Shadrach. To Mishael, Meshach. And to Azariah, Abednego. I want to tell you today, you have the right to remain you. This represents a time when the Jews had been exiled here in Babylon. And among them is Daniel and his three Hebrew friends. They are literally, y'all, the best and the brightest that Judah has to offer. And as they come into Babylon, one of the very first things that they did to these men was change their name. They wanted to make them more palatable and more socially acceptable. And the truth is, ain't that just like the world? The world is all about watering down your walk, trying to make you less offensive, trying to make you fit in. But can I say something to you, precious? You were never called to fit in. You didn't get saved to fit in. You didn't get delivered just to fit in. So the world wants to water you down. The, wo the world is about watering down the life of a believer. The, the world is about watering down your walk and trying to make you less offensive. But these men here, especially Daniel, were people of great purpose. And I want to tell you today, don't buy into the lie. Because what I, we need in this jacked up, sin-sick, sickness-cursed world, we need people of God to be people of God. I'm not talking about just in church. I'm not just talking about when you come through the doors here. I don't want you to lose your identity when you leave this place. I don't want you to forget who you are and where you came from and what God has brought you out of. What we need for you to do is maintain your identity as a child of God. Your purpose is too great. Don't lose your identity. Listen, I've never seen a time when the world is more committed to changing the church. I've never seen a time when the world is more committed to trying to make us fit in. But the reality is this, y'all. We we're not going to fit in with the culture. We're trying to become like the culture, but we'll never change the culture trying to become like the culture. We are the counterculture. In other words, you can't change what you fit into. You've got to know that God has not called you to blend in. God has called you to stand up and stand out. You are a person of purpose. And I want to tell you, when you walk out of here, you have the right to remain you. That means if you praised in here, pray out, praise out, praise out there. If you prayed in here, pray out there. If you believed in here, believed out there. If you confess the name of Jesus, confess it out there. 
The Bible said in Daniel uh, 1.8 that Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself. Here it is, Daniel knew the reason why he existed. He knew that his purpose was so great. And they lived in a society that was desperate to change them. And I've never seen a time like we live in in America where the, the, the enemy is bent on changing the church. But I want to tell you again today, without being redundant but being thorough, you have the right to remain you. Don't let the world change you, baby. You've been called to change the world. I want to look at the names that these Babylonian leaders gave Daniel and his friends and realize that it didn't really matter what they called them or what they said about them because their, ne their words never changed the very essence of who Daniel and his friends really were. And let me just say one side note, be careful who you hang out with. Be careful if you hang out with people that you can't be yourself around. How many of y'all need some real friends that you can show the real you to? Now, watch this text. The Bible says that they changed the name of Daniel to Belshazzar. Now, this is incredible revelation. This is something to read. When you transliterate and define the name Daniel, it means God is my judge. But when you define the name Belshazzar, Belshazzar literally means this, the gods of Babylon are, are the lords of my treasure. The gods of Babylon, plainly stated, are my source. And the very first attack that Daniel had to contend with was a full-out frontal assault that consisted of this philosophy. They wanted to convince him that his treasure and his source was not in Jehovah, but his treasure and his source was found in the gods of Babylon. It's the philosophy of this world even today in America. And it's the way the enemy moves. If it's not the way the enemy moves, I don't know what is. Because in Babylon, they desired to make Daniel think that everything he would ever need could be realized by living in Babylon and serving the gods of Babylon. That somehow these gods of Babylon, these false gods were his source. And they wanted him to serve their false gods. And in doing so, they told him, you'll receive every treasure of your soul. But listen to me. This is a true statement. Babylon may represents the world. And I want you to understand something about Daniel. Daniel may have been in Babylon, but Babylon was not in him. He never forgot who he was. He never forgot where he came from. He never forgot his source. And I want to tell you, you can be in the world, but the world doesn't have to be in you. Daniel knew that he would not find fulfillment. He would not find source in the things of Babylon because Babylon was not his source. This, that, that Babylon, those Babylon gods were not his source. This was such a perverted and polluted society. They were sexually depraved. They were filth-filled. And in this world, I want you to understand that the enemy wants to seduce you into thinking that your treasure is in what you can find 
find in this world. And there's nothing new under the sun. Just like Babylon was full of sexually depraved and filth-filled people who were so bound by iniquity and unrighteousness because of their compromise, we still deal with that today. The enemy wants to convince us that we can be sexually impure, that we can do wrong, that we can live for the moment, that we can be dishonest and racist and we can lack integrity. But that is the philosophy of the world. Where is the church that will stand up and say, I'm called out to be different? They tried to get Daniel to compromise, but the Bible said Daniel purposed in his heart not to defile himself. He said, I may be in it, but I'm not of it. I may be in it, but it's not in me. There is something inside of me that drives me. You know what? Daniel was a person of principle and purpose. You need to understand that God is calling you not to blend in. I'm tired of the quiet, muted, pathetic, scaredy-cat church that can only worship the Lord when they are in the house of God. What we need are some believers that will rise up and say, I'm not just saved on Sunday. I'm not just a worshiper on Sunday. Sunday. I don't just pray when I go to church, but there is power in the name of Jesus, and I take him with me everywhere I go. I live this thing. This is who I am. Are there any people who are people of principle and purpose? Daniel was a man of principle and purpose. I said Daniel was a man of principle and purpose. I'll say it one more time. Daniel was a man of principle and purpose. Hear me. In Daniel's teenage years, this were the, these were the opportunities that he was given. He was in the king's house. He had everything he could ever want thrown his way. He had every sexual opportunity he could have ever wanted. He could have whatever he desired. But in the midst of all that, this young man who was probably a teenager decided that I am going to be a person of purpose. Now remember, they changed his name to Belshazzar. Belshazzar means the gods of Babylon are my treasure. If you go a little further, it means the gods of Babylon are my source. But if you define Daniel's name every day, Daniel's name reminded him of his responsibility. Daniel's name means Jehovah is my judge. Daniel said, I may be here in Babylon, but I've got to be accountable. I may be here in Babylon, but I still have to be accountable to Jehovah. He said, my purpose has a price, and that price is accountability. He knew that there were certain expectations from God. Now, I'm going to preach a thing for a minute and real religious folk may get mad at me but I'm going to go ahead and tell the truth I'm going to go ahead and speak it like the Lord gave it to me somewhere along the line we stop talking about judgment in the church Somewhere along the line, we stop talking about accountability. Somewhere along the line, preachers stop talking about hell. They stop talking about judgment. That we grace has gotten so greasy and agape has gotten so sloppy that now we don't have preachers that will stand up and preach wrong and right, sin and unrighteousness. That 
Don't kid yourself. We need some pastors, some bishops, some evangelists, some prophets, some men of God that will stand up and tell you again, there is a God that judges. Don't kid yourself. Ain't nobody shouting now, but that's okay. Jehovah will judge you if you don't live right. You got to live by the book. You got to do what the Bible says. There is a judgment day coming. We don't talk about wrong things. We don't talk about racism. We don't talk about homosexuality. We don't talk about iniquity. We don't talk about abortion. We don't talk about unrighteousness because we've got scaredy cats behind the pulpit. But where are the people that will rise up and say, Preacher, preach me a word that tells me there is a God that still judges. God, give us men and women who have a platform, put steel in their backbone, and tell the world in this immoral society, give our nation a wake-up call. God still judges. One of the things that gave Daniel the ability to walk right was he knew, man, I, there's going to be some accountability and you don't do your children a favor, raising them not to realize that they have to be accountable. David knew to maintain my purpose. I've got to remember Daniel. My name means God is my judge. God is my judge. He refused to compromise because he lived his life with this ongoing revelation. Listen, God is my judge. I will be held accountable. And whatever is not under the blood of Jesus, I will be held accountable for it. How would we live if we really believed in the judgment of the Lord? How would we treat others? How would our lives be? I'm not going to stay here long. I know y'all want me to hurry up, but I'm going to stay here just long enough to get on your last nerve. How would we live? If we knew that there was a judgment day someday, Daniel knew, here, I've got to remain accountable. But understand this, Daniel's true treasure was never found in the gods of Babylon. Remember, the lords of Babylon are the lords of my treasure. They are my source. But Daniel's true treasure was never placed or his confidence in the lords of Babylon. He had a commitment to Jehovah. See, the Bible says in Matthew 6, 21, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. See, there comes a point when you live for the Lord that sooner or later you will transcend from serving God because you're afraid of judgment. There comes a moment where you're not serving him because you're afraid of him. You serve him because you love him. You serve him because it's in your heart to serve him. You serve him because there ain't nobody like him. You serve him because he's good to you. You serve him because it's the best thing you ever did when you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And now you don't serve him because you're scared of being judged. You serve him because you can't live without him. Listen, let me tell you, I, yesterday when I got on the plane, I preached to 3,000 young people yesterday. We had such a monumental and mighty outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Man, I got in the airplane to fly home, and there was a beautiful lady sitting by me. She was a sportscaster. She was blonde, and she was beautiful. And let me tell you what I did in the match. She was very sweet, behaved very nicely. But in about 10 minutes into that flight, I pulled out my telephone, and I said, look at this picture. That's my 
my wife, that's my children. You know why I did that? Because I was making sure that she knew my heart belongs to Dawn Rayleigh. I don't want to send you a, sing a single mixed signal. I'm not up here trying to flirt with you. I'm not up here trying to hang out with you. I love Dawn not because I'm scared of being judged. Well, kind of, I'm a little bit scared. But in the end, I want you in the end, I want you to know my heart belongs to her. And I want you to understand there are some people in this room now, you've transcended worrying about hell. Hell ain't even on the agenda because you know you ain't going to hell. You serve the Lord because it's in your heart to serve the Lord. If that's you, give the Lord a shout. I guess I said all that to say this. This world is not your treasure. This world is not your source. Daniel said, I must maintain my purpose because God is my judge. Listen, they changed his name, but they could never change his heart. He knew that Jehovah was his source. Daniel's purpose and passion was attached to Jehovah. But now remember, Hananiah's name was changed to Shadrach. Now, Hananiah's name means God has favored. God has favored. God has favored. But they changed his name to Shadrach, and Shadrach means royal, great, and brilliant scribe. Now, remember, the purpose of the change of each of these names showed us that their purpose was under assault. They were trying to get these men to become who they were not. And as we look at this, we discover this powerful reality. This, this transformation in Hananiah's name, where his name was changed from God has favored to royal great and brilliant scribe, this was the mentality that declared, I'm royal, I'm great, and I'm a brilliant scribe. In other words, I got me to where I am. Everything you see, I did it. Everything I've got, I made it happen. It's because I'm great. It's because I'm brilliant. It's because I have abilities and skills. It's because I'm smart and I'm gifted. And they were trying to make him think that because of his own ability, because of his own skills, because of his own giftedness, he was now in the king's palace. He was now walking in blessing and favor. And that spirit lives so strong today. That spirit that says, I'm a self-made man. I did it myself. I'm the one who did everything myself. I blessed myself. I educated myself. I made a way for myself. I'm here because of me. I did it, but let's don't get it bent. Let's be honest about it. Where would we be without the favor of the Lord in our lives? Y'all ain't helping me preach. I said, where would we be without the favor of the Lord in our lives? I'm going to ask you one more time because I'm trying to find somebody. I said, where would we be without the favor of the Lord in our lives? What they wanted to do, they wanted him to have the mentality that I got myself to where I am today. I'm the reason I'm here. But I believe that Shadrach never lost his Hananiah root. He was where he was, not because of his brilliance, not because of his skill, not because of his education, not because of his connection. He was where he was because of the favor of the Lord, where would we be without the favor of the Lord? I, I want to preach to somebody. I said, where would we be without the favor of the Lord? I said, where would we be without 
the favor of the Lord. The Bible said in Psalms 5:12, for you, O Lord, will bless the righteous. With favor, you will surround them as with a shield. Baby, I would rather have favor than anything I know of. I would rather have favor than money. I would rather have favor than brilliance. I would rather have favor than luck. I would rather have favor, I'd rather have the favor of God than anything I know of. Because if I got favor, I can get money. If I got favor, I can get an education. If I got, if I got favor, I can get an opportunity. Let me tell you something, favor means defense. It means vindication. It means promotion. It means protection and justification. I need somebody to, to declare that right now. Put your hand on your chest and say, I have favor. I have defense, vindication, promotion, protection, and justification. My, 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 if that doesn't thrill your soul, nothing will. Anybody thankful for the favor of God in this room? You, you couldn't change Hananiah's mind. You couldn't convince him of anything different. He wasn't where he was because he was gifted, a brilliant scribe, or his astounding abilities. He was where he was because of the favor of the Lord that rested on his life. People will look at you and say, how she got the job. I'm more educated than she did. I, I, I graduated at a higher place in the class than she did. How in the world they raising children like that? I know where they come from. How does he have that house? How is he living in, in that house? How are they driving a car like that? How does she have a marriage like that? I know she was a hoochie back in college. Y'all ain't helping me preach. I know he was crazy. How in the world do they have what they have? I know where she came from. I know where he started. And they look at you and they say, it just ain't fair. I ought to have the job. It ain't fair. I ought, to, I ought to have the marriage, the house, the car. I ought to have the degree. I ought to have it. It just ain't fair. And I want you to understand something. You need to tell them, I know it's not fair. I know it ain't fair. It's favor. <laughs> tell your neighbor, tell your neighbor, I know it's not fair. It's favor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it's not fair. It's favor. I only made it because of the favor of the Lord. I only have what I have because of the favor of the Lord. Sit out there and act like you that smart. Sit out there and act like you got it going on. Had it not been for the favor of the Lord that came in your life, you wouldn't be where you are. I need somebody to give him praise if you're thankful for the favor of the Lord. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you called me. I admit it. If you knew my story, I ought not be here. But look what the Lord has done. I'm going to give you a minute to praise him. I'm going to give you a minute to praise him. Not your skills, not your ability, not your brilliance, but it has been the favor of God that has rested on your life. One more time, tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, I'm only here today. And I only have what I have because of the favor of the Lord. Come on and give him praise. Hallelujah. 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 
Hallelujah. That's why you can't let nobody dog you out when you praise the Lord. That's why you can't let nobody talk about you when you praise the Lord, honey. If they knew what you've been through and where you came from, they would understand why once in a while you got to break your neck, giving God the praise and giving God the glory. It rests on this house, baby. If you don't like praise, you're going to hate this house because this is a house where we praise the Lord for his goodness and favor in our lives. Don't underestimate the power of praising God. I said, don't underestimate the power of praising God because you can pray and still be heavy. You can pray and still be bound. You can even worship and still be heavy. But when you enter his gates with thanksgiving in your heart and enter his courts with praise, that will open up worship like you've never known. Let me tell you, praise ain't shallow. Praise is actually deep. So don't let the devil lie to you that when you praise the Lord, you're being shallow. I need somebody who's favored by God. Give him a praise right now. Can I just talk to you? I've been doing this too long to just let people stay in darkness. I don't like cow because they're too loud. They don't take on that hollering and all that screaming. I want to go to church where they're not loud like that. Because the truth is, you've got to understand that your breakthrough is in your praise. You got to understand that you won't break through till you praise the Lord. And stop saying you don't want to go to Calvary because they praise the Lord. The truth is praise puts you on blast. Praise makes you loud. It makes you rowdy. It makes you shout. It makes you clap. It may, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the truth is the reason that some people won't praise the Lord is they are so much in bondage by everybody around them and what they think about them that they sit in the service and never praise the Lord. But what praise does is this. It said, I don't care what you think about me. I'm going to praise the Lord because the Lord is my source. Praise is a deep thing, not a shallow thing. I said praise is a deep thing, not a shallow thing. Stop saying it's shallow. When you shout, it's deep. When you clap, it's deep. That's how you get depression off of you. That's how you get confusion off of you. That's how you break the hand of the enemy in your life is praising God. Y'all sit down. Hallelujah. None of that was in my notes. That's free. Won't even cost you another offering. But if you feel led to give, the text didn't know I'm kidding. Mishael's name is changed to Meshach. Mishael's name means who compares to God, while Meshach's name means guest of the king. So he changes, they change his name from who compares to God to guest of the king. What I believe this is, is the attempt and desire of Babylon to impress Mishael with what they had to offer. You're a guest of the king now. You got access to things you've never dreamt of. 
You got all this because you are a guest of the king. You wouldn't have what you have if you weren't a guest of the king. But I believe somehow Mishael was not overly impressed by what he saw. And even though he lived in unbelievable and extravagant luxury, even though he was reminded every day when they called out his name, you are a guest of the king. In spite of all that, he could look back at his real name. And my real name means who compares to God. I might be a guest of the king, but who compares to God? Now, I want to tell you something. It's better to be a child of the king than to be a guest of the king. Can I find somebody to talk to? I would rather be a child of the king than a guest of the king. Because if you're a guest of the king, you can get kicked out when he's through with you. Good God Almighty, I'm about to take my shoe off and throw it at somebody. I said when you're a guest of the king, when the visit is over, it's over. But when you're a child of the king, I was a child yesterday. I'm going to be a child today and I'm a child tomorrow. I'm a child when I'm going right. I'm a child when I'm going wrong. I'm a child of the king. Somebody give God a praise if you're a child of the king. High five your neighbor and say, I'm a child of the king. Now here they are, they're trying to woo him. They're trying to impress him with everything that living with the king had to offer. But the truth is, you're gonna deal with it in your life. There will be times when the world may try to wine and dine you. The world may try to impress you. The world may try to seductively seduce you. But when it's all said and done, you need to be like uh, Mishael. You need to be just like him and just like his name. Who compares to God. The world may offer me something. But who compares to God. The world may try to draw me in. But who compares to God. Isaiah said to whom will you liken me. And whom will you make me equal? Who will you compare me that we should be alike? My God, who compares to the Lord? There's nobody like the Lord. There's nobody like the Lord. Let me tell y'all something. I'm 55 years old. I've been preaching 35 years. I've written a, a book here and a book there. I've had lots of favor in my life. I thank God for all of his favor. He's been real, real good to me. I got a pretty nice house and I got a couple cars and the Lord has been good to Jim Rayleigh. Don't hate on me. I just gotta say thank you. But let me tell you something. I might live in a nice home and I might have a decent car, but in the end, nothing I drive, nothing I live in, nothing I have, nothing I wear compares to the Lord. I got on Jordans today, but I'll take them off and run all over this building. Cause I'm telling you what I got ain't got me. I've only gotten to where I am because of the goodness of God. I did maybe 500 of you. Give God a shout if don't nobody compare to the Lord. I 
high five three or four people and say, who compares to the Lord? Who compares to the Lord? Who is like my healer? Who is like my deliverer? Who is like my strength, my joy, my hope, my way, my truth, my life? There's nobody like the Lord. There's nobody like the Lord. I don't care what she looks like. I don't care how rich she is. There ain't nobody like the Lord. Tell your neighbor, say neighbor, say nothing or no one compares to Jesus. Come on and give the Lord a high praise. My Lord, I need to finish up. Can't nobody do me like Jesus. I said, can't nobody do me like Jesus. I said, can't nobody do me like Jesus. Now then they changed Azariah's name to Abednego. Now Azariah's name means Jehovah has helped, while Abednego's name means servant of Nebo. Nebo was the Babylonian god of wisdom and agriculture, of mind and science. And it was like they were trying to convince Azariah that Nebo was what he needed, that Nebo, this god of wisdom, agriculture, mind, and science would take care of him. And you don't really need Jehovah. But Azariah remembered his name. Jehovah has helped me. Push your neighbor and say, neighbor, Jehovah has helped me. I'm about to land this plane, y'all help me. Say, neighbor, say, Jehovah has helped me. The truth is, y'all, the devil wants to seduce people into thinking that it's been their money, it's been their skills, it's been their ability, it's been their religion, all that made them. But all they need to know is they need God. The truth is, I was wondering, is there anybody here today honest enough to admit, I need God. I need God. Jump on your feet and give God a shout if you need him. Tell your neighbor, I need him. I need him. I don't just like him. I love him. I said I don't just like him. I love him. And I want some more of him. If you need God, give him praise. I need him, I need him like the earth needs water. I need him like the water needs fish. I need him like Jim needs Don. I need him like Don needs Jim. I can't make it without him. I, I need the Lord. Somebody give him praise if you need the Lord. We can't achieve our purpose without the Lord. Here Azariah is, Nebo ain't done nothing for him. Nebo ain't helped him, but Jehovah has helped him. David said, my help comes from the Lord. Help means one who surrounds. Help means one who surrounds, one who aids, and one who lifts up. I need somebody to get real 
you didn't get to where you are today because you're so smart. You didn't get to where you are today because you're so gifted. Where are the people that will admit in this room, I'm only here because Jehovah helped me. Tell your neighbor, say neighbor, you can stand there and be cute, but I need to give God praise. I only made it because Jehovah helped me. He helped me when people walked out. He helped me when life went crazy. He helped me when folks talked about me. He helped me when that man abandoned me. He helped me when the world craved in. I dare somebody give God a praise if it helped you. No, that ain't gonna do. I said give God. Give him praise. 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 I'm almost done. I said give him praise. Look at your neighbor and grab your neighbor's hand and say, neighbor, excuse me while I give God a rowdy praise because he helped me. He helped me. The Lord helped me. Give him a rowdy praise. I said, give him a rowdy praise. What does a rowdy praise look like? Give him a rowdy praise. Give him a crazy praise. Give him a ridiculous praise. High five three or four people and say, he helped me. He helped me. When my family wouldn't help me, he helped me. When my husband wouldn't help me, he helped me. When the government wouldn't help me, he helped me. When the church wouldn't help me, he helped me. Hey, I gotta shut up, but here's what the Lord wants you to know. Here's what the Lord wants you to know. Not only has he helped you, he's helping you right now. He's helping you right now. That's a word. Get your neighbor by the hand and say, neighbor, not only has he helped you, he's helping you right now. He's moving behind the scenes. He's working this thing out. Give God a praise. Because the God who helped you is helping you right now. I know I've been wild today, but I just came out of preaching to 3,200 crazy young people and I preached on the anointing and I got something inside of me that's like a fire in my bones. I need you to praise him if he helped you. I said I need you to praise him if he helped you. Say, Pastor was especially radical today. I know, aren't you glad you came? (laughs) 
Yesterday I preached to 3,200 young people, 3,200 young people. And when I tell you that the power of God fell, I've never seen a hunger like I'm seeing now in this emerging generation. When I get around that, I get fired up. And I'm telling you, the enemy wants to water you down. He wants to water me down. He wants to pollute your purpose. He can't take you foolproof. But look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you have the right to remain you. My, 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 my. You have the right to remain you. So they tried to change Daniel. You know what Daniel's name means? Jehovah is my judge. God is my judge. Daniel said, I'm going to remain accountable. <laughs> I'm going to live my life in accountability. That's why there's some things you won't see me do. Some places you won't see me go. Some attitudes you won't see me have. And then they tried to change Hananiah's name. But Hananiah's name means God has favor. Hmm. Is there anybody here that wants to step into a new season of favor? It's about 70% of you. What if the only way you could have it is if you raised your hand? Oh, all of a sudden, now you got two hands raised. Ain't that wild? God. Who's, who wants to step into a season of favor? That ain't even fair. Get a job you shouldn't get. Raise children you shouldn't raise. Own a home, even though yours was repossessed. Or you lost your car. Who's ready to believe for that kind of favor? God has favored. Come on now. Then Mishael, who compares to God. Part of your purpose is going to be fulfilled when you realize nothing you could ever possess, no one you could ever be in relationship with, nothing you could ever have could ever compare to God. Because when you have him, you have El Shaddai. And when you have El Shaddai, he's more than enough. You have all you need. But finally, if you're going to get into the fullness of your purpose, I am a living witness at 55 years old. 55. 55 years old. Don't. Hasn't the Lord been good to us? Has he helped us? Why are we here, baby? Jehovah helped me. Who would admit I'm only here? Because Jehovah helped me. <laughs> and if you still need him to help you, 
Raise up your hands and say, don't stop, Lord. Uh, I still need it. Don't stop, Lord. Shout it out. Don't stop. Oh, don't stop helping me. Josh, we need to tell a generation, don't stop, don't stop, don't stop. Somebody in the back shout, don't stop. Somebody online shout, don't stop. Somebody in the building shout, I still need your help. I got a car, but I still need your help. I got a job, but I still need your help. I got a relationship, but I still need your help. Feel the anointing in this room. Feel the glory in this room right now. Yeah, I feel something being released in this room right now. David said, I cried to the Lord in my distress, and he helped me. Somebody say, help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. I feel some worship in the room. Come on, we praise, we shouted. The higher the praise, the deeper the worship. The higher the praise, the deeper the worship. The higher the praise. You ready to worship him now? You ready to worship him now? Magnify your name. Now, Jesus, you change everything. Life. Something's about to shift in your life. Come on and raise your hands and decree it. many of you in this room and you are desperate for a shift in your life. You are desperate for a transformation in your life. There are things you need to see God do. If that's you, run up here to the front and spend the last three minutes of this service with me. If you need a shift in your family, a shift in your finances, if you need God to help you, I want you to run up here right now. If you're looking for a new door, a new opportunity, a new season, run up here, run up here right now. Don't, don't delay, don't delay. I don't often do this, but I feel a shift in the room. I feel a shift in the moment. I'm not going to miss it. I'm not going to miss it for those that are serious about having it. Come on, your purpose is great. Sing it, son. Come on, sing it. This is happening. Come on, declare it.
is happening is happening. Oh, you raise your hands and say change change fear now that's it to the top of your lungs sing live come on you're setting up your next season sing it John
Somebody give him a wave offering. Come on, tell him, tell him, tell him. You won't forsake. This is Jessica McCoy with Calvary Christian Center. Thank you so much for listening. We pray that this message encourages and inspires you to be everything God has created you to be. We hope you enjoyed this message.